take a moment and just close your eyes with me, would you? Just be still a moment in the presence of this awesome God, mighty God, El Shaddai, Elohim. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. One day we are, we'll stand before you like Isaiah did. And he cried, I am undone. I am undone. Awesome God. And yet you tell us to boldly approach your throne because you love us. Because you made a way for us to enter the Holy of Holies through the blood of your Son. We are so grateful. We are so thankful. We can't fathom how great your love is for us. And we can't even believe you love us. But we thank you and by faith we receive that love. By faith we receive the finished work of the cross and death and resurrection. By faith we boldly come into the throne room and cry, Abba, how we love you, oh God. Thank you for loving us. Thank you that you loved us first. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Can you just turn to someone without walking around and just say, he loves me so much. It's the truth. (laughs) Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, if you're here for the first time today, we are so blessed that you are, and we just pray that God blesses you and that you feel the love of Jesus here and you feel the power of the Holy Spirit that has just permeated this place because the Holy Spirit lives within us because we gave our lives to Jesus. And uh, when you're born again, the Holy Spirit comes to live in you, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. So today's Bible class was taught by Brian Pattonaud. Again, Pastor Louie mentioned that, and it was so anointing. The anointing was here, and we were filled with this Holy Spirit's presence and permeating this room again, and we were taught, oh, we were taught about the alabaster box that the woman poured out the oil on the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And a bunch of us were just crying. It was so beautiful. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Amen. If you have known the presence and the love of God, then you would understand that alabaster box. So next Sunday, we are going to be again blessed by the teaching of Pastor Bonnie. Now, if you've not heard her, I would suggest you come because she always brings us something really, really special. So we look forward to that. Now... On July 21st, the third Thursday of every month, the TLC men and the TLC women meet together and open the Word of God, and we share our testimonies, and we love on each other. And uh, this this time, we're going to have a special guest, Maggie Jacobs is going to be leading. So put that in your calendar July 21st, and Tristan, as usual, be leading the men, right? Okay. Hey, guys, um, think of this as your personal invitation to show up on the 21st. It'd be great to have all of you guys here um, just to spend that time together that we don't often get. So Thursday, the 21st, not this week, but the next one. 
um, I hope to see you guys and uh, share some time with you all. And especially, Pastor Louie's going to be there, men, so you better show up. We were there last he's time. Taken, we, had a great, we had a great time that attendance. last month. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Now we are going to do what, Pastor Louie? Well, we get an opportunity to continue our praise and worship with our giving, yes, our tithes right. and offerings. And God loves a cheerful giver, so give from your heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity to give. We use these offerings to further your kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. It's good to see you. Man, we got through the 4th of July okay. I'm glad. Hallelujah for that. The fireworks went off every night around my house for three or four nights around midnight. I guess they forgot what day the 4th was. (laughs) Not being a firework shooter myself, I'm not going to say it irritated me, but it was just challenging. (laughs) Hallelujah. Yeah, I had to put up with it. Amen. So what I've, uh, what I started was uh, a three-part series on how to uh, become stronger in the Lord. And it's going to be actually a four-part series because as I was, uh, uh, praising with uh, the Lord and communing with Him this week. I got one more piece to this, and we'll do that next time. The, the first piece was, and this is trying to get closer to the Lord, it was, it's just easier to mow around it. Sometimes in your life, it's just easier to mow around things than to deal with them. And uh, the example I used was a truck I saw in a field. It was a beautifully mowed field with this brown top millet. And as my brother Frank and I were riding, we were looking at this field. It was just full of green. But then something caught our eye. And there was this truck parked in the middle of the field that the grass was all grown up around it. And they had just been mowing around the truck, obviously, for years. And what happened was uh, the grass was growing up around it. And as the grass was growing up around it, obviously they've mowed around it enough to just say, okay, it's just easier to mow around it. And part of what we needed to do was talk about through laziness, the rafters sag, and because of idle hands, the house leaks. And I'm hearing some reverb. I'm not sure where that's coming from. So, The challenge was to, if you have something in your life that you've been mowing around, something in your life that you've been ignoring, get out a weed eater, kind of knock those weeds down and start dealing with it. And as Brian was talking this morning, it may have been an issue with something that you need to deal with. But Brian's perspective on it was, it may be a gift that you have that God wants you to use and you've ignored it. It's just easier to mow around it. The second part was pit stop. Mark one thirty-five. very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. And we talked about a pit stop being necessary to win a race. And if you don't have a pit stop strategy, you'll run out of gas or your tiles will go down and you'll crash and lose. And so as things come at you 
There comes a time when you have to set a time aside. Jesus did it very early in the morning. But we've got to find a time when we can get alone with God and get up and go somewhere where our phone won't work. Amen. Just shut it off. I dare say that most people in this room maybe haven't shut off their phone for years. But in order to survive, we've got to get along with God, find a place to do it, and pray. And then God will lead us into what he wants us to do next. This week, it's get it off your chest. Philippians 4, 6. Now, we're going to come, we're going to hit that verse, but we're going to go a little above and below it. Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present or make your request known to God. You may get things off your chest at the barber or the hairdresser. When I was a young boy in Bunnell, there was a lady, Miss Allen, and she had three of those chairs in the front of her house with the little thing that you put down and dried your hair with curlers. And my mother would drag me along because Miss Allen, when she finished with the three ladies in the chair, she would cut my hair. It would be outside, and she'd take her things with an extension cord, cut my hair, and it looked just about like it does now, except I just had more of it. (laughs) And those ladies would get things off their chest There was a time or two my mother would go, go outside and play. (laughs) Getting it off your chest. Or it may be for some of you, maybe not all, maybe you'd get, get it off your chest to a bartender. (laughs) Maybe it's your friends or your family. Uh, when you come home, a lot of times you may want to get it off your chest. Man, this is what happened. And, and it's really the hallmark of counseling is to talk about it. Men aren't good about that. Women are. And counseling will also let you, if you can't get it out, they'll have you write it out. And I'll tell you, you need to be real careful when you're going to get something off your chest on an email, especially if it's to your boss. But you got to get it off your chest sometimes. And you can sure get it off your chest on the Internet. Uh, I'm not on Facebook, but I can tell you my daughters have shared stuff with me, and I've seen enough stuff just on regular Facebook where people just all cap it, make it 48 font big, and they tell you what they think. And they're right. I don't care what you might ever say back to them. I'm not one to argue. So you might want to get it off your chest, but you have to be careful. And there's a surefire way to get it off your chest that's a safe way. It's in the Bible. How to get it off your chest in Philippians 4, 6. Here's our benchmark scripture for today. Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present or make 
your request known to God. You see, when looking at Scripture, it's good to get it in context. And uh, Philippians was written by Paul, who was in prison at the time. And he was in a prison in Rome, and he was writing these letters to the churches. He's writing these letters to us today. This is for us today. And Paul is giving them direction and these few verses on how to solve some problems, how to get prayer answered, and how to get things off your chest. And this method that the Bible has uh, is a safe method. Now, a lot of times when you want to get something off your chest, maybe it's not always good. Oh, you won't believe what a great day I had at work today. Oh, you won't believe how nice it was, the person that served me at McDonald's today. Or, man, you can't believe how great it was riding behind that person on their cell phone at the traffic light today. <laughs> Usually it's not that. It's, you won't believe what that, you can, I bet you can't believe, do you know what? And you want to get it off your chest. Yeah, we all do. We all do. And so when we put this in perspective, uh, God's ways are not man's ways. God's ways are higher than man's ways. And so you have to reset your thinking if you want to get it off your chest in a biblical way. There's two, a couple other verses that are just above this, and I want to just share them with you real quick. Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say rejoice. Look, if you've got something that's bothering you, and you want to get it off your chest, Generally, if someone, someone has aggravated you or irritated you or hasn't met you pleasantly and you've been on the phone 25 minutes trying to get something done with a call center, no telling where it is, or it's a punch this button and punch that button. Rejoice in the Lord always. And, and he buffs again with, and again, I say rejoice. See, when you have something that can derail you, First, start thinking about rejoicing because rejoicing will change your mindset. If you're going to be coming to God with prayer and getting things off your chest, before you do that, you think about rejoicing because rejoicing will change your mind. As a friend of mine, Russ Holloway says, Louie, I think you need to reframe the way you're thinking about this. You need to stick it in a different, that's an ugly frame. <laughs> stick it in a different frame. But it's harder to do because you have to start somewhere if you're going to change. If you don't, natu you don't naturally say, I'm rejoicing right now in the midst of whatever. you got to change it. And maybe it's just an incremental change. Maybe it's like mowing around and you just get a weed eater out and get a couple of the weeds. Maybe you just pull a couple of them out to get started. Uh, maybe if it's in a pit stop, you just get a few minutes set aside that you can pray and be alone and turn off your phone and be with God. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18 says this, Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Psalm 22, 3 says this, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabits the praises of Israel. You see, rejoicing. God inhabits our praises. If you want to get it off your chest... If you'll first reset it, reframe, reframe it, rejoice a little bit, and then think about this, okay, God, you're going to inhabit my praise. So what I'm going to get off my chest 
is going to be different than what I wanted to get off my chest. Rejoicing, I'm telling you, rejoicing will drive away fear. Rejoicing will drive away hate. It'll drive away unforgiveness. It ushers in the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God will inhabit you. So that when you want to get it off your chest, if you come at it that way, you're going to be much more successful. The next thing you've got to do, if you want to be successful in prayer and close to the Lord, you need to deal with anxiety. You just need to deal. Just get it on the table and recognize it for what it is. Anxiety. The scripture says to be anxious for nothing. Anxiety will make you sick. Will it not? You know, if you've got, if the doctor tells you, you've got a hangnail, you're going to go to the internet, you're going to look up hangnail, and it's going to, it's going to say one of two things is going to happen to you. You're either going to get cancer or you're going to die, right? I don't care what it is the doctor says, you go on the internet and you're going to either get cancer or you're going to die. So you got to deal with anxiety because generally... It's not as bad as it first appears. Yeah. If you start reframing this, when this anxiety comes and everybody deals with anxiety. See, anxiety is a physical manifestation. It's physiological from a mental state. You worry yourself to death. Before you can get to where you're getting it off your chest with God, You're going to have to deal with anxiety. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer, petition, and thanksgiving. There's a comma before you get to this getting it off your chest. As a boy and later a young man, my father taught me how to deal with anxiety. I'm gracious for how he did it because it helped me all my life deal with Extreme stress in dangerous situations that I've had to be in because of my life's work. It helped me focus. It helped me survive. I'll tell you, dealing with anxiety is something that we need to all come to. I'd learn to deal with it in a physical way and an emotional way. You see, if you can deal with anxiety, your blood pressure will go down. You control your breathing. You get control of your physiological body. You see, if you're all jacked up, how effective are your prayers going to be? If you're all jacked up and crazy and wild, is, is God going to be able to, are you going to be able to, can you communicate with anybody like that in a positive way? No, no. And you can't in prayer either. It's so important. God wants you to get a grip on it. He's given you the grip to control it. He says this, Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious for anything. But in every situation, by prayer, petition, and thanksgiving. Prayer and petition, they mean, they mean a lot alike in the Bible and the Greek. 
To pray to God, it, it denotes a place to pray. If you're going to pray, it denotes a place to pray, which goes along with you got to leave early in the morning, find you a solitary place, and pray. It's the same word used in the same two places. It's close with petition, which means much the same. It's the threads of it mean a childlike confidence. How many times do the kids just say, yeah, I can do that? No, you can't fly a plane. No, I can fly a plane. No, you can't. No, but the petition that comes with God is say, yeah, God, I can do that. Okay, I've controlled my anxiety. I can do that, God. Yeah, I know you're going to help me with it. With Thanksgiving, think about the holiday Thanksgiving. Man, it's my favorite. You guys know I love to cook, and it's obvious I love to eat. Think about the flavors at Thanksgiving. Think about the smell. Think about the satisfaction. If you're fortunate enough, think about being around your family at Thanksgiving. That feeling that you have, sweet potato casserole and dumplings, apple pie, cherry pie, that kind of Thanksgiving. Or the kind of Thanksgiving. Because think about how you feel after you've had that meal. Yeah. 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 Or how about the Thanksgiving feel you get when you have a husband or a wife that comes back? Uh, or a child, a son or a daughter that, that comes back. They come to their senses and they come back. Or you've had an argument with somebody that you really love. There's this friction, and it can linger, but once it finally breaks, think of that thanksgiving. Prayer, petition, and thanksgiving. Those kind of thanksgivings, both of them, the thanksgiving, and when somebody comes home, makes you just want to throw yourself on the ground and say, thank you, thank you, thank you. A father once threw a party for his son. He said, my son was lost. And now he's found. He's dead, but he's alive. How thankful he was, he threw a party. That kind of thanksgiving. Philippians 4, 6. Get it off your chest. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your request be made known to God. In everything. With prayer, petition, and thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. You work it that way, and you're going to be effective in prayer. If you haven't been talking with God, start small. Start today. If you haven't fired up that weed eater, if you don't even have gas to get the weeds cut, to see what is there. Start small. You don't have to mow the whole field. Just take a piece of these weeds and start looking in what God has for you. Take some time to pray. And now, get it off your chest. Let your requests be made known to God. If what you've been doing hasn't been working, if you've been trying to get something to go and it hadn't been working, try it this way. Give this a try this week. 
Say, I'm going to start it this week. Go to God with what's eating you and not the internet. And if you do that, here's the promise that God brings with this. Rejoice. With prayer, petition, and thanksgiving. Get it off your chest. Make your request be made known to God. And here's what it says in Philippians 4, 7, if you do that. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding. You see, we can't figure out how it works. Whose peace is it? It's God's peace. Our peace is not God's peace. The way we look at things is not the way that God looks at things. He wants us to start looking at things the way he looks at things. But in order to do that, we got to get close with him. We got to cut the weeds. We got to take some time. We got to, with prayer and petition and thanksgiving, get it off our chest to God. Not the barber, not the bartender, not Facebook, not TikTok, not Yoo-Hoo. <laughs> Yoo-Hoo. Start small. Start today. And it's God's peace. And, and let me tell you what will happen with God's peace. When you get that God's peace, when, when you kind of go through this, I want to say process, but God's trying to show us. Just like my father showed me, okay, son, here's, here's what you do. You start thinking about this a different way. You control your breathing. You think about what you've got to do. You calm down. Grab it. Get control, Louie. You can do this. Make one shot count. Think about it, son. When you do that, here's what's going to happen. It's Philippians 4. He will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. You see, we're under attack. Let there be no doubt about it. Satan's after our hearts and our minds. And this word guard is a military term in the Greek. It says a garrison will guard your heart and your mind. It says that a garrison will prevent invasion. You see, Satan wants to get in there. He goes around like a lord. He's trying to get the weakest part. He's trying to get in your mind and get in your heart. He's trying to shake you up. But if you can get to this point, the promise from God is... He's going to have a garrison. He's going to keep the invaders out. They're going to have to go somewhere else. Isaiah 26.3 says this. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. John 14.27 says this. Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. I don't give you that as the world gives don't let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. This week, just this week, try this. Try looking for the grass that either is hiding something you want to ignore, that's either there and you just don't want to deal with it or, or maybe it's there like Brian said and it's a wonderful gift that God has for you and you've been mowing around it so just see just ponder that this week
Make some time to pray this week. Doesn't have to be an hour. Just a few minutes to get somewhere early. Really, that means set some time aside and go to a place. Set a place aside and pray. Get recharged, refuel, get four tires back on. Get back in the race if you haven't been in the race. We're going to talk about a race next time we're together. And get it off your chest with God. Be anxious for nothing. God's got a garrison to guard your heart and mind. He's going to keep the destroyer away. Let God work in you this week. Let God have his way in you this week. Put a couple of these things together this week. Chew on them and try them. Tell me how they worked. God's got it for you. He's got it for me. He's got it for each of us. Dear Lord, I thank you today that you can help us understand the things that we need to deal with and how to deal with them. And that, God, you've got a surefire recipe. Not that we worship the recipe. We worship you. And we worship you giving us something in writing. Man, guys like it in writing. Show me in writing how I do this. Give me some steps. Here's some steps. Try these. I pray today that you'll try these things in your life this week. And that you'll see results. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of praise. Now, God's got some stuff laid out for you. This was a three-part series. I'm going to have one more tag on the end of it the next time we're together. And it's going to be about something God's got specific for you. He wants us all to do it, but he's got something specific for us. He's got a race just for us. And I'll explain that the next time we're together.